Welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life matters. Your host, Coach Rhea, is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Radio Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you live your best life ever. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea. Hello, my friends, and welcome. I am your host, Coach Rhea. Thank you so much for joining us, whether you are listening to the show live archived or if you have downloaded the show from iTunes or from the Stitcher app. Thank you so much. Much love to you. Just a quick reminder, I am the founder and the CEO of Your Life Now. It's a professional coaching and training company. On this show, we try to cover a lot of different topics related to our everyday life on a personal as well as a professional level. On this show, we have experts that come on the show and share a lot of great information and tips with you. So just wanted to let you know this show is intended to be for information purpose and thought-provoking. All the guests that come on the show are experts in their field, and you are welcome to contact them directly from the information I provide on the show page, or you can contact me by visiting my website at www.yourlifenow.info. Again, that's www. Dot yourlifenow.info. But before we bring on our guest for today, I just like to set my intention as always. My intention of hosting this show is to inspire you. I like to inspire you to make some positive changes in your life so you can live the life that you desire. It's really all up to you. So all I ask of you on this show is to have an open mind and open heart. Take what is useful for you and question everything. It's your life, so why don't you live it your way? We're going to take a short break, and we will bring on our guest for today. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thanks again for joining us. Whether you are listening to the show live or archive, I do appreciate each one of you. So just a quick reminder, the show will be archived the minute we go off the air. So it's available for you to download, to listen to it again right here on this link. Or you can also go to iTunes in the podcast section and also listen there or download it as well as the Stitcher app. So if you have a Stitcher app for your smartphone, you can listen to the show, all the episodes available right there on the Stitcher app. So today, my friends, I am your host and also your guest. And uh, it's been a while since I um, came in on the air live and uh, done some live lessons or whatever you want to call it, just share with you some of my expertise and help you hopefully, you know, um, with the intent to help you live a better life, give you some information and some tips. And of course, it's your um, decision to take what is useful for you and uh, use what is, you know, 
make sense in your life and it, and discard the stuff that doesn't work for you. So, you know, I mean, I always wanted to point that out. You know, I mean, it, we share a lot of information here. I am an expert in my field and, of course, every guest that comes on, on the show here um, also expert in their field. So it is amazing the amount of response I got about today's show. So today's show was really intended for you to send me question. What's on your mind? What kind of question can I ask? You know, you can ask me and I can answer for you on the air. And, you know, the, of course, the intention, again, I always put an intention because hopefully, you know, meaning like, you know, positive results have to come out of what we do, right? So I want to help you jumpstart your greatest self. So how do you do that? So there is a lot of areas in our life, you know, that we need to do some work with, to work on, right? I posted something to the fact today, you know, um, that we are all the author, the writer. We write our own story, okay? But the the good things, that the, the great news is we also the editors. So if something is not turning out the way you want it, don't rewrite it. Just do some editing and you'll be all good to go. And so this is with that intention, I might say some of the people's names, some people, they want to be, you know, um, anonymous. So we'll just ask the question on the air and I will be giving you the question. But again, as I always do in my practice, you know, um, even though, our, you know, my, my practice is really a series of questions that we ask and the, you know, when I work with my clients and, and they have the answer. So, I, again, you have the answer to everything that you need in your life. But what you don't have is, you know, knowing like, you know, how to ask the question or when to ask the question or what type of question to ask, you know, yourself so you can get the right answer. So I'm going to help you shed some light on this, but some of the things that I also would like you to um, really take that into a practice is the habit of writing things down. It makes your life so much easier. So some of these questions I'm going to be asking you, I'm going to make suggestions, right? So if that question, you know, applies to you, make sure you jot down that question and then also jot down some of the suggestions and see if you can add something yourself to them. And go back and look at it. Was there, does that make any sense? And what can I do differently? So one of the, the first thing that comes to my mind, you know, that people ask me, which is actually Sue had asked this question here. She said, how do I find my passion when I don't feel anything? Like, I don't, you know, I mean, it's it's so hard to, like, you know, understand, like, how can you not have anything that you really feel good about or you want to do, right? But I guess it is, it's okay. So, I guess, Sue, she feels like, you know, I, I want to find my passion, but I don't know how because I don't feel anything. Because, you know, if you heard me on the show here and I had guests, we talked about this quite a bit. There is two major emotions that we human beings experience in our lifetime is the emotion of love and everything that comes under the umbrella of love, that big emotion, the unconditional love, the love for things, or whatever it is that you want to put in it, love. And then the other main emotion is fear, right? So from recognizing that these two emotions exist in our life and what we do, it really you know, depends on what place we come from. You know, how do we operate in 
our mind because you know let's let's bring it down to the basic you think you feel and what you feel if you feel you feel it in your body you feel whatever it is and then you think about it more and then you do the cycle and just keep going and going and going so sue to answer your question how can i find my passion when i don't feel anything i don't feel anything so let's define what passion means right Passion is caring about something so intensely with a great intent, feeling like so passionate. See, I feel like I'm, you know, I'm living my passion. My passion is helping people. My passion is is reaching out and, and doing something because I feel that's my purpose. And it gives me a great pleasure to do that. So that's my passion. But I have other, you know, things that I enjoy doing too. But my passion is really be in service of doing something that count to something. But we all have a different degree. So don't be, you know, hard on yourself. But I'm going to try again to give you some suggested suggested uh, um, answer to your question and to hopefully will get you to um, to start recognizing what you what you have passion about. So one of the things, again, I mentioned from the beginning of the show, you know, that I work with journaling. I write everything down. I teach how to do that. you got to write things down. So you're going to hear this in every question I answer. When I started with this, I'm going to ask you to list. When you list things not in your head, I want you to write them down. So Sue, and for those also who really wanted to know, how to find their passion. What I would like you to do is to list in your journal, your notebook, whatever it is that you you work with or you write stuff in, everything you can think of yet you truly feel good about. Everything. Everything that comes to your mind. Anything that you're truly passionate about. Some people are passionate about, you know, they like fashion. I've always been into fashion and stuff. Some people, you know, so maybe you want to go into the design or whatever, right? So just find, list whatever comes to your mind. Make that list. And then for every item that you listed in that journal or in that notebook, write just like a, a brief, you know, uh, statement, just a brief little statement of why. Why do I feel passionate about that? Why? What does it do for you? Remember we talked from the beginning about the two emotions, the the love and the fear. So why you feel passionate about it? So this is, has to come from a place of love, right? Why do I love to do that? Right? So that's a good place to come from. So connect with that and ask that question. So write in a brief description, a brief statement, next to every item that you listed, why you are passionate about that. And see if you can find a thread that ties everything together. And I am sure you will. So list them. Read them out loud to yourself. Rewrite things. I always recommend, like, you know, when you do an exercise like this, you know, using a pencil so you can erase or even a pen. That's okay. Cross, rewrite. You know, it doesn't matter. But sometimes I feel like, you know, if you have a clean page, you feel better about yourself, too, because it makes me feel good. I don't like scrubby and kind of, you know, crowded page that I'm writing on. Start with a fresh page. 
So if you feel your list is not correct and you feel you're really not connected with that thing that you wrote down, that's okay. Do it all over again. So that was the first question. Well, again, I got tons of questions, so we're going to try to really answer as many as possible here on the air. And I do want to, um, I did open a small chat room, so if you want, um, you know, post your questions there or your comment or you want to chat with us on the air live, you can call 626-213-5773 and we'll get your question answered in the end of the show if we have time. So I really do appreciate you guys being patient because I did get a lot of questions. You know, um, the other things like, you know, that tied it into the passion. You know, uh, Michael, he said, how do I know what I want? I don't know what I want. You know, there is a want and there is a need and there is a desire and this is whatever it is that you think, you know, um, you want. Again, you apply the same kind of a practice with the passion thing. Make the list of the things that you think you want, Okay really you want it and then ask yourself why do I want it what does it do for me to have whatever it is that I thought I want because it's amazing when you do these exercises is you find out the thought the thing that you think you thought you want it's really not relevant to you after all because you know what there's more things are important to you and you want those first so I'm going to like jump a little bit here and, and talk back about the priority list, right? So this is kind of fits in in here. You know, if you have a priority list, that everything that is important to you in your life, write them down. Write that list down. And then examine that list. I do this in my practice myself for my own, you know, uh, business, how I do my business. And I also teach it to my clients. And uh, the practice is excellent. It's not a to-do list. It's a priority list. It's going to help you get a little bit more clear about what you really, truly want. One of the things that I um, practice, I do a lot of mantra and affirmations and stuff like that. You know, these are habits I have created throughout the year that comes naturally for me. But practice asking yourself this question. What do I want? What do I want? What do I want? Ask that question. Ask and you shall receive. There is no doubt about it, but you must ask that question. So ask, what do I want? I don't know what I want. That's okay. Keep asking and keep writing things down. So hopefully that makes sense to you. But, you know, again, you got to be proactive. Proactive in your life, bringing your, in, your, your intention out, setting intention, say what you want, why you want it. You know, I, you hear me in the beginning of the show, I always say, I like to set my intention. I have an intention for the show. I have an intention for everything that I do in my life and why I do it. Just don't just be, you know, I mean, you know, it's it's nice to be in the flow of things, but it's also nice to be in control, you know, in control of your life, in control of what's going on in your life. Like we said, we write the story of our life, but we also have the ability to edit that story since we write it. We wrote it. Of course, you can get help, but it's still, it's you. So my life purpose, the question about my passion, 
you know, I got a lot of questions regarding passion, purpose. What do I want? What do I, how do I know what I want? How do I follow my passion? All these things will come to you if you ask the right question and if you make the list that comes to your mind. So anything that comes to your mind, make that list. And go back and read it out loud and start prioritizing that list. And see what is the, the most important things to you. So the one, number one, is going to be exactly what you want. That's your main thing. So what you do, you set goals for that and you work your way to that thing that you want. So one of the other things, so we talked about the two emotions, right? We talked about the emotion of love and we talked about the main emotion of fear. And where we, what we do in our life, it comes either from that place or that place, you know. So here is a question that came from Nancy. She said, I don't know why I worry so much. I have fear of what if. I'm constantly worrying about what if, what if this, what if that. Hmm, okay, Nancy. Well, that's normal. I mean, you know, feel is a normal emotion. It's, 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 it's emotions that we all have, right? So how do you actually manage your fear? It's really up to you again, right? So that's a great thing. So fear, like we said, it's an emotional response that actually can make you stop in your place and do nothing. It can hold you back. It can avoid, you know, make you avoid doing anything. Because you believe it can harm you or you believe something really bad is going to happen if you do that. So how do you manage fear? How do you overcome that fear or what if? So here, here's if you ever go to my website, coachingbyria.com, right? You will see in my headline this um, call by Mother Teresa. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow is not here. And all we have is today. Let's begin. So when you worry about the F, the F is in the future. But when are you worrying about this? You are worrying about this right this moment. So guess what happened in that, in that moment? You're in control. You are in control in this moment. You are okay in this moment. So remind yourself of that. So now that you know the future hasn't happened, so you're worrying about it, but it hasn't happened. And where are you standing? You are standing right there in this place right now. So bring, again, take that journal, take that notebook, and write down. So I'm giving you here, again, suggestion tips. So question, how do I get over my fear from Nancy? And uh, um, I worry about what if, what if, what if, what if. How do I stop that? So again, the answer is bring to your awareness that you, in this moment, right now, you're worrying about whatever it is in this second moment. And right now where you're standing, you have the ability to change that outcome if you're trying to make yourself aware can I do something about it? Of course, if it's out of your hand, it really should be out of your mind. 
If there is nothing you can do about it, then you really shouldn't be worrying about it. But if something that you have in your ability to change it while it's still, you know, in the work, your outcome is going to be completely different than what you would thought it was going to be because it comes from a place of fear. You're worrying about it. You're worrying about it. You're worrying about it. Wouldn't that be great if we can just worry about things and everything just be okay? But that's not the case. That never happens. We never worry about anything, and then the outcome will be just like, oh, so well, good thing I worried about it. Have you ever heard that? I haven't. It's about action. It's about taking, about, you know, taking an action to avoid something from happening. But knowing that you are okay, you have the freedom right now to be free of fear. You are in this moment, right now where you're standing, free of fear. Just remind yourself that. And then make, just bring something smaller. That I would say, the smaller the things are, the more manageable they are. Or another word that I always use, simplify, don't amplify. Because when you simplify things, it's easier to find solution. Right? Then it's a huge, if something is so much bigger than you, it's hard to really think clearly because you feel like the whole world is so much like it's about to swallow you up. Don't allow that. You are okay right in this moment. So let's start small. So again, when you're making that list in your journal, that's the A, the answer. You know, we're doing a Q&A today. Make a list of the three things that you feel like you, you worry about, but you really shouldn't worry about. Let me repeat that. Make a list of three small things that you feel worry about but that fear is unnecessary. And then notice how you deal with it. Okay? So bring your awareness and say it's like, okay, well, let's take an example. Well, I'm worried about... um. Well, let's say I not be able to pay, you know, my car payment this month or something like that. Okay. Well, how do you react to it? What do you do? How do you deal with that? You go back and you look into your budget. You look into your, you know, your monthly income or whatever is coming in for you for that month and see, again, you write your priority list and just say, okay, I got to pay this first. I got to pay that first, whatever comes first. How much money do I have left? Okay, so I am short about 20 bucks, give and take. So that's not a huge, you know, like, oh, my God, I got so much worry about it. So now what you do, you try to find an action step to come up with that $20, $30 difference that you need to pay your car. So you realize when you simplify it, how much easier it is to deal with it, Nancy. So think about three unnecessary things that you worry about. And write a short action statement to how you deal with each one of these things that you're worrying about. Because, again, it will be fantastic if we can worry about things and then have a positive, you know, outcome. Because it doesn't happen. It's painful. It's energy you know, vampire, I call it, like when we fear, 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 it can 
can can rob us from our own well-being because we just like constantly living in fear. This is a big problem. I mean, I oh my god, I used to be one of those people that I used to be afraid about everything. And then like, you know, I like I just imagine things in my mind. But when I realized how much insignificant some of the things that I was worrying about and how much easier for me to be in a different state of mind than in state of fear, I'm able to manage my fear a lot better. Because, you know, fear is necessary sometimes to protect you, right? So you don't cross the street and get hit by a car or do something that jump over the cliff, whatever. You got to have something that is reasonable in your mind. Is it necessary for me to be worrying about that? Why am I worrying about it? Because when you ask the question, you're going to have an answer again. See how it goes together? We're going to answer we're going to take one more questions and we're going to take a break. And uh if you haven't yet, you know, maybe got a pen and paper to write some of the stuff down. You can always remember the show will be archived. You can listen to it again. I encourage you to share it with some of your friends and family member and see if it helps them also as well. And uh, so here's, here's one that I personally used to struggle with myself. I don't know, and this is from Adam. So like, I don't know how to express myself without feeling misunderstood. What should I do? Hmm. Okay. Again, let's define what that means. What what how, what does that mean to express yourself? There is so many different ways we can express ourselves. We express ourselves through speaking, like me. I mean, I'm you know I'm expressing you know whatever. Writing. We express our thoughts, our idea, how we feel, our feeling toward others our feeling toward ourselves. So to actually practice, you know, feeling, expressing yourself, you know, without judgment, without worrying about what other people think and how they misunderstood you. The first thing I would suggest that you do, you really try to consciously, I'm going to repeat this, try to consciously observe yourself. And how you express yourself in every situation you encounter. So do this, like, let's take this, uh, take it for a week. Do it a week, okay? Do this exercise for a week. So try to observe yourself for a week. How you express yourself, because you're doing it. I mean, I don't need to tell you how to express yourself, because you're doing it. It's whether you're doing it, you know, and you're getting the right outcome out of how you do it. So... The best way to actually understand yourself first, because in, other, in order for other people to understand you, you really need to understand yourself. Let's put it that way. So when you do this exercise, you got to really consciously, consciously, that means like right now you're thinking about it, okay? Consciously observe yourself. And in your journal, in your book, notebook, whatever it is that you're going to write down, in every situation, take some of the situation that you encounter on it every single day and write down 
some of the situation where you express yourself, how did you express yourself? Did you write to somebody, right, to tell them about something that was bothering you, for instance? Or did you talk to, let's take an example, like your partner. Did you talk to your partner, Adam, and, and, and uh, um, how, did you, how did you talk to them? What did you say to them? How did you express yourself? How did you feel that you can express yourself with your partner? I know for a while, this is one of the things I told you I used to struggle with, especially in my relationship. And I pride myself that I, you know, I've worked, you know, I mean, it's, it's a working, constant work, you know, when you are in a relationship to make sure that you always put in, you have to put in, you have to deliver, you know, your part of the uh, um of yourself to into a relationship, especially if, if somebody you care about and you really wanted to make it work. Um, so, you know, just ask yourself, what is the best way you can express yourself? I used to have a hard time expressing myself verbally. Speaking, we talked about we express ourselves by speaking, writing, you know, we express our thoughts, we, our ideas, how we feel, blah, 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 whatever, right? For me, speaking was like I was always taken wrong. I was, whatever I said, the, my partner used to always think like, oh, you know, making up a different, you know, what I really wanted to say. I'm like, but that's not what I meant. So for me, expressing myself in writing was better. So find what is your strength, okay? How you express yourself strongly. And use that and practicing the other way to express yourself. Because obviously, you're going to always be in a situation where you have to express yourself verbally. So you need to learn how to do that, right? And be really straightforward. I always say be straightforward, right to the point, to the point, to the point, whether in your personal life or in your professional life. So when you're talking to your spouse or you're talking to your boyfriend, your girlfriend, to your mother, your sister, this is on a personal level, whoever it is, know you know, that relationship and how you express yourself, you learn, learn. It's a habit. It's just creating a different way of doing things that works. That's what we talked about, editing. Editing what is not working. Okay, so if this doesn't work and people are taking me wrong, what can I do differently? What should I be saying? And it's not always your fault. It Really, it's not always your fault. It could be the other person. So don't take it so hard on yourself. So my suggestion again is to consciously observe yourself and how you express yourself in every situation that you had encountered for that week. And write it down. And see how you, you know, like give yourself a check. You know, I, I expressed myself great. I was successful expressing, expressing myself with my uh, boss today. Right? So write it down. So what did you do? Why do you think you were successful? Write it down. Again, it's all awareness. And that's why we call, you know, I'm, I'm referring to it as consciously observing yourself. So like you really getting inside of your head and realizing what is it that you're doing and what is it that you're saying. And really, are you aware of everything consciously you're saying and doing. So we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we will uh, continue with all these great questions, and I do want to thank you guys for sending these questions again, 
and um, I do my best to answer as many as possible. So we'll be right back. Thank you. Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Okay, my friends, welcome back. You are listening to your Life Now radio show. I am your host, Coach Ria. Thanks again for joining us, whether you're listening live or archive. I do appreciate each one of you guys. Today, we do want a Q&A. It's a special show um, to help you jumpstart your greatest self. And basically, you know, what we we're trying to do here, um, I had uh, posted earlier um, this week, you know, to send me some questions that you would like me to um, answer for you on the show today. And I got massive amount of questions. So I just wanted to remind you, if I couldn't answer your questions here and you want to connect with me um, off the air, you know, make sure you reach out to me. You can either go to coachingbyria.com or to yourlifenow.info. Um, and uh, send me an, you know, you can also send me an email at uh, um, yourlifenow.llc at gmail.com. That's yourlifenow.llc at gmail.com. And write down um, the questions, then, and uh, I'd be more than happy to send you the answer to that question. So before the break, we, um, we covered, let's see, let's go over some of the questions that we had. We talked about how do I find my passion, my purpose, how do I know what I want, um, what kind of questions should I be asking myself to know what I want, and the questions that I would constantly repeat and that I have done it myself, the mantra that I, you know, that I say to myself all the time is asking, what do I want, what do I want, what do I want, bringing conscious awareness to it. We also talked about the unnecessary worrying, you know, we had a question about, you know, um, from Sue, you should say, I worry about everything, everything that I, you know, whatever it is, like, it hasn't happened, but I'm worried about it. I worry, I worry, I worry. How do I stop that? And I, I mentioned a few tips, so if you missed up, you know, make sure that you go back and listen to um, some of the suggestions that I made. So here's here's one that is it's interesting here. Um, letting go. Oof. Okay, so this is anonymous. Um, it says, I have a hard time letting go of things in my life even when they are no longer useful why is that what should i do hmm okay i'm going to i'm going to repeat that question because that's a really good question i have a hard time letting go of things in my life even when the they are no longer useful why is that what should i do so this is an interesting question, of course, and it applies to all of us. We do that, you know, whether with things or, like, just crap in our head, right, that we think, like, we really need to hold on to that belief or we need to hold on to, like, a certain way of doing things and we resist change and so on and so forth. That could be so much under that same umbrella. So the first thing that comes to my mind, ask yourself, what is the purpose? 
for those things that you holding on to. So if they're no longer useful to you, they must have some kind of purpose. Thinking like perhaps that you're going to need them one day. You know, it's one of the things that I always hear. It's like, oh, I need, you never know or I'm going to need it. Well, rule of thumb, if you like taking things like material things here we're talking. If something you holding on for over six months and you've never used it. Okay, I, I will make it a year for you because I know like six months like, oh, my God. Let's say a year. If you haven't used something for over a year, never once. During that year, you have used that item. It's time to get rid of it. Okay. Now, if we're thinking about thoughts, about habits, about beliefs, apply the same philosophy about it. If a habit is no longer working in your life, okay, if you feel trapped by some belief that someone told you, this is how you're supposed to be, you are not meant to, to live happily ever after because somebody told you that and you holding on to that belief and you don't want to let go of it because you is so deeply embedded in you that everything you do is just like you feel trapped. You can't let it go. I can't let go. I can't let go. I can't let go of that feeling. It must be right because now, you know, again, what you have to realize when you tell yourself something, it is. It is what you tell yourself. So it's really, you know, a matter of, you know, remembering it's really up to you. If it's not coming out the way you want it, then who cares, right? Like who cares where this thing came from? Because it's no longer helping me. Well, maybe I shouldn't use the word care because that's, you know, people might take it wrong. Let me rephrase this. If something in your life that is not working and you have a hard time letting go of it and you have a hard time changing, just tell yourself, how is this helping me in my life? And write down the answer. If you can't find a single thing, it's time to let go of whatever it is that you have in your mind. And when it comes to things, it's so crazy. We had a show about organization, and you really should go back and listen to that show. I don't remember the episode with a great guest. But the thing is, again, you know, when you live a clutter life, whether in your mind or in your physical environment, you are preventing yourself from living your greatest life. Let me repeat that again. If you're holding on to things that are no longer working for you and you're cluttering your mind and you're cluttering your physical environment, you are preventing yourself from jump-starting your greatest self. So what now? Take charge. Take responsibility first. I always say we have to stop and take responsibility. we got to recognize where we are right now. We have to recognize what's going on in our life, right, this moment. In this moment, what's going on? Make that list. What can I get rid of? And make, you know, write, you know, put up, write a reason why you need to keep it. 
if it's something so, you know, family, you know, treasure, whatever it is that you have to hold on to it, box it up, put it in a safe place, but don't let it clutter your life. But people just, you know, gather junk and they gather junk in their head and junk in, you know, it's like, it's, it's crazy, you know, and I'm, I'm laughing because, you know, I mean, you know, been there. I, I actually cannot live with clutter. I just feel like I cannot operate. It, I feel like it's stuck in my place, whether like I have so much stuff to do or, you know, my my office is, is messy or my home. I can't. I can't. Some people, they call it, oh, you're so obsessed, you know, with like being in control. Well, that's true. I mean, you know, there's so, so many degrees, a lot of different things. But do what makes you feel good. You have to do what makes you feel good. You gotta shift to the emotional scale of love. You know, the scale love and fear. Don't tip over the other side. Stay in the place of love. Simple things that you can do, you know, I, I would say there is no simple, you know, like a shortcut, right? I mean, there's simple things, but there is no shortcut. You gotta do the work and you gotta make them smaller so they are manageable. So make everything smaller, start small. Work one place at a time. You know, if you we, we're talking about things here, start in one place. Don't overwhelm yourself with a big place like your house or your office or whatever it is. Start small and work your way up. One step at a time. I heard Latsu one time, he said, he said, to become learned each day ask something to become enlightened each day drop something so the more you know so could you be better off without some of your whatever it is in your life sometimes even relationships i'm going to say like there's people in our life that we just like have to get rid of because they just don't add to my life they, they make my life if they do they just make my life you know not livable the best way those energy vampires we all have those we all know who they are you know some of your possessions some of your things and then mostly is your thoughts clear the mind you can feel better i feel so much better when better when i when i have a clearer mind because after all Enlightenment awaits you if you really start taking some of these steps forward. So, fear, love, our main emotion, the emotional scale, when you tip it off to the side of the fear, nothing great will come out of it. So at least keep balancing. Balance your life. I mean, the best way to do it is to find balance. Find balance and do it one increment at a time, one step at a time. Don't overwhelm yourself with everything that is surrounding you. Because after all, you know, you have the ability to, um, we're just seeing here something here. I was just going to distract me, so I just wanted to make sure. Um Okay, hi, hello, Kirk. I see you here in the chat room. 
So, you know, it, it, it's amazing, you know, how we, you know, we can shift our mind, we can shift our life by doing certain things and doing them in a certain way. Hmm? Wow, that is so simple. So here's one that applies to a lot of people in their professional, you know, life, whatever. Even in, in you know, starting something and never finish it. I call it this, um, also it was an anonymous. He said, you know, how do I stop procrastination? Well, procrastination is a habit. Really, it's a habit. And I also said, you know, um, I said that before in one of the shows. The reason most of us procrastinate because we don't have enough information about whatever that we start working on. Because I'm one of those people, if I started something, I got to see it through. I, 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 again, this is like for me, it becomes a clutter in my life. If I started something and I haven't finished it, that means it's going to sit somewhere and it's just going to be a clutter in my life, whether it's in my mind or in my physical environment. So, the more you know, the better off. I mean, there's no, you know, doubt about it. So back to the list, back to writing down. Make a priority list. Make that priority list. Because if you want to stop procrastination, you need to know, first of all, what is important to you first? What do you have to do first? Not a to-do list. You can put tons of stuff on a to-do list, but you can still procrastinate. But when you make a priority list and you start writing things down and you got to really go back and you got to re-examine that list again, does that really stand number one? Is this the first thing I need to do? And give yourself time to finish it. And start right now. Don't wait till tomorrow because that might never come. Well, being on positive here, start right now. Because, again, if you wait to tomorrow, you are procrastinating. So since this is a habit, and a habit, you know, most people say, study says, like, you know, it takes 21 days to create a new habit. But do you know how long that procrastination habit's been with you? God knows how long. So, again, be easy on yourself. Give yourself the permission to learn a new habit and make it stick. So, you know what, I just, you know, I, I can practice this. I can practice this. I can practice this. I can do this. And the more I practice, the better I get. Every day in every way, I'm getting better and better. This is a great affirmation that I say it to myself every single day. Because I believe that every day, in every moment, we have a chance to do something new and something better. And learn something better. How to do things. Because remember, you don't need to be fixed. You just need to tune things up. See where your weakness is and start working on make it, you know, better. And take one thing at a time. One thing at a time. Don't wait till the following day to start working on your list. So make that list. Make a priority list. Start right now and keep log of all your activities. So that's a great practice. Like again, I mean, I, I teach you things. <laughs> One of the things that I hopefully, you know, you know this about me because I mention it all the time on the air. 
I have no place teaching you anything that I don't practice myself. So I do practice these things. They help me tremendously. They, I hope they do help you. But again, you got to process information and you got to take what's useful for you and then leave the rest if they don't work for you. That's okay. I'm, I'm not going to get you know upset or take it personally. I'm here to just enlighten you and, and share some like my expertise and some helpful tips and suggestions. So keep log of your activity. Set yourself a time frame. You know, people refer to it as deadline. I don't like that phrase, deadline. But know how long you need to finish whatever it is that you need to finish. How long did it need? And if you don't know how long you need to finish something, go back to the beginning. You know what the beginning is? Get more information. Get more information so you know what it is that you need to do because you have written it down on your priority list. So get enough information about it so you can understand and recognize the time frame that needs to be done and be realistic about it. For yourself, but don't give a you know, don't cut yourself a slack and say, ah, you know, you know, it takes five days to get this thing done. Uh, you know, I need a week. Why? Why do you need a week? Back to the same question. Ask yourself, why do I need a week? I'm procrastinating. This should take me only five days, you know, when I have everything that I need. But if you don't have what you need and you don't know how to get it, ask for help. And then set goals to reward yourself when you do accomplish it. How fantastic is that? That applies to the sales, you know, because I, you know, I come from a corporate sales. I come from, you know, from that kind of mentality, you know, what I feel if I procrastinate, I can never be successful in sales. But that really applies to everything in our life. Think about it. So, you know, again, like we got so many questions and I'm I'm trying to think of, you know, uh, of um, of a way that I can get all the questions answered. But I, again, I, I mentioned to you, you know, you're welcome to go to my website, either coachingbyria.com, you know, send me, you know, your questions there, uh, yourlifenow.info or just email me at yourlifenow. And please no spamming, you know, just make sure that you do, you know, um, you send your, you know, emails. I'm, I'm hesitant to always send, give my emails, but yourlifenow.llc at gmail.com. You can send your questions there, and I'll be more than happy to answer those questions. Um, so this is, in a nutshell, some of the questions that I really feel they are um, great help to jumpstart your greatest self. Know what you want. And if you don't know what you want, ask the right question. What do I want? What do I feel good about? You know, talk about making the list for your, for, your, for your passion. What are you passionate about? I mean, most people just, they don't know. I don't know what my life purpose is. I don't know what I have a passion for. I don't know what I want. That is the hardest thing for most of us, knowing what I, you know, what we want. But the more you deliberate and the more you're conscious about your life and the things that you do in your daily life, that answer will come to you. 
But again, it's by being proactive in your life, by asking the right question. So what do I want? Again, you know, write it down. Write down the things that you feel good about, the things that you do on your daily basis. And then make a statement next to the things that you feel good about. Because again, you know, the emotional scale, love and fear, we really need to focus on the love part of the scale. Everything comes from your heart. When you open your heart and you open your mind, everything comes to you. It's not a magic bullet. You got to do the work. You got to do the work. You got to hold yourself accountable. You got to hold yourself accountable. And you got to take 100% responsibility for yourself. And remember to enjoy life. You know, life is a journey. Life life is, is, is great, you know, if we just start living it and show up. Show up in your life. Stop pretending. Stop being somebody else. Stop wanting what someone else has. What someone else has might not be the right thing for you. So don't measure yourself to someone else. I hope this is, you know, helpful for you guys. You know, if you want to do um, another encore and we have a plenty more questions that we can put on, we'll do another show on this. I just wanted to remind you guys, you know, we are um, at yourlifenow.info. We're happy to um, to interview a great guest who feel like, you know, they have a great message that want to come on the show and uh, um, share it on our show. And I do appreciate everybody who contact me to be on the show. We have a great guest lined up for you guys, and I am really grateful for everything for you guys. And uh, um, so send send me you know information. You can even schedule a call you know uh, with me after you send the request you know to um, meetme.so forward slash Cotria. I think it should be in the show page. So um, that's for a free call, 15 minute free call. But send your request first yourlifenow.info and tell me why you think you are a good uh, guest for our show. You know, with all that being said, my friends, um, stay amazing. You are amazing. You can jumpstart your greatest self, but you have to show up. You have to show up first and the rest will come to you. I promise. This is, you know, I mean, I never make a promise to anything, but if you really think about it, and you make that promise to yourself, you will reach your greatest self. Until next time, be amazing. Much love to you guys. Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments. Are you ready to put an end to thinking about how you wish it were and take action? Take this step to find out more by going to coachingbyria.com and you can receive your free consultation session with Coach Rhea. Coach Rhea is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world.